Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the hashtag How Does She Do It podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Harlow, and thank you so much for joining me today. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. If not, welcome back. I wanted to quickly say thank you to everyone who has been listening, rating, reviewing, and sending me feedback. I've seen your comments and your DMs, and I feel like I've gotten back to a lot of you. Um, If I haven't, I'm so sorry. I've been trying to get back to as many people as I can. I'm so happy that you guys overall are really liking the podcast so far. Your feedback really means the world to me. As I said, when we get to 100 reviews, I'll be going through and randomly selecting people to win stuff. Ratings and reviews really help this podcast gain more visibility, and it would be really helpful not just to me, but also to you, because the more visibility this podcast gets, the more opportunities that will be available for me to really give you guys even more value and more, um, I would say bang for your buck, but it's completely free for you guys. So anyway, if you haven't left a review yet, please do so by going to your iTunes or podcast app, search Jessica Harlow, my show will pop up. If you click on reviews, um, you could just go ahead and leave yours. Once you do that, just screenshot it and email it to me at podcast at jessicaharlow.com. So I'll have your entry ready to go. All right, so with that said, let's get into our tip of the week. Starbucks napkins. Okay, just hear me out on this one. Starbucks napkins are somehow some of the best blotting papers I've ever come across, and they're completely, well, almost free. They're free-ish. My favorite blotting papers for soaking up excess shine on your face throughout the day are from Shiseido, but they're pretty pricey. I know that not everyone's going to go out and spend $20 on papers, right? Um, Well, I swear by Starbucks napkins. I cut mine up and I stick them into a vintage style cigarette case. I don't smoke. I actually don't smoke anything actually, except the occasional cigar. I do. I do like a good cigar every once in a while, but um, I love cigarette cases just because they fit the napkins in perfectly and they hold them in place in my purse, keep them clean. And, um, The one that I have happens to have a mirror in it. It's really chic. I love it. Um, And it takes up virtually no space in my purse. I recommend always blotting your face when it gets a little bit too shiny rather than going in with powder as when you're going in with layer after layer of powder, it's going to end up just adding too much product on the skin. It can end up looking cakey eventually. I personally like to blot any areas that I want to Um, absorb any excess shine from, anything that I want to stay matte. I'll do that with like a Starbucks napkin and then I'll just go ahead, if I feel like it, I'll maybe add a little bit of powder over that after I'm done blotting. So that way, at least I'm not applying powder to grease and oil on my face. My favorite powder, by the way, for touching up on the go has been Lancome's Dual Finish Pressed Powder because it's kind of like a powder foundation. So it not only mattifies, but it does have a little bit of coverage to it, so um, I always have that in my purse. I've been I've been purchasing and repurchasing them for over a decade since I was like 14, 15. Never leaves my purse. It's my favorite powder ever. I'll put links to everything you might be interested in in the show notes, but let's get into the point of this episode, shall we? Okay, so what I've been seeing in a lot of the feedback from you guys is a lot of you are really interested in me talking about relationships, and um, I think relationships are so important. It really doesn't matter whether they're romantic or not. Um, You have some kind of a relationship with everyone you know, technically. I mean, it's my belief that relationships are honestly the most important things in life, whether it's 
you know, your relationship with your friends, your family, your significant or insignificant others, your coworkers, business partners, you name it, the quality of those relationships. It, they're really important because, I mean, that's what life's all about, in my opinion. I mean, some of my best memories, I haven't experienced them by myself. Um, they've always been with other people. I really, um, I really do love people <laughs> in general. Um, while I love my solitude and I love being alone, kind of like a little bit of an introvert most of the time, I really do value the people that are in my life, the people that I've chosen to have in my life, and the people who've chosen to share their lives with me. I really value that. I think it's so important. The most valuable thing I think anybody can give to someone is their time because time is something you really can't replace. You can't get it back. Once you've given it, it's it's done. So that's just part of my love language. There are, I think, four or five different love languages. What love languages means, for those of you who might have never heard of it, um, you can find, I think there's a quiz online. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. You guys can check that out because I think that's really fascinating to find out what it, what exactly it is that you value most, like what makes you feel the most loved. And whenever you're in relationships with people, it's really important to, I think, um, know what their love language is. Not only can they know how to show up for you, but you can also know how to show up for them too um, in a way that makes them feel seen and appreciated. So as I said, time, I think, is the most important thing that somebody can give you. Um, but what this episode is really about I'm kind of, I mean, most of it is kind of skewing towards romantic relationships because I think those are the ones that kind of hit us really hard when they don't go right. I mean, I feel like any kind of relationships um, that you put a lot of your energy and um, really value, if those don't go right, you know, that could really um, hit you hard. But I feel like there's a different kind of vulnerability that goes into romantic relationships. I'm not claiming to be a major relationship expert here, like at all. I don't consider myself an expert in relationships by any stretch of the imagination. I don't know everything, but I can promise you that whatever I do speak on, I've either experienced it myself or I'll have witnessed it through people that are extremely close to me. And that goes for every topic I ever discuss or give advice on. I kind of base it on that. Whenever somebody comes to me with something, I always think about it in terms of how can I relate to this? How can I relate what I know other people very close to me have shared with me that they've gone through? So that's kind of where I come from. I'm, I'm not the type of person who wants to come on and just like regurgitate information that I think everybody um, can get from so many other quote unquote experts. So I really try to speak from my experience or the experiences of those really close to me that I've gotten to witness, no matter what the subject is. Just keep that in mind, but I'm just saying uh, I'm not claiming to be a relationship expert. But I do feel very strongly, when I feel very strongly about something, I do feel like I need to share it if it's something that I think can help people. But anyway, back to what kind of motivated me a little bit to um, the topic of this episode. I think that a lot of people do talk about toxic relationships, but I don't think that a lot of people talk about toxic people. I think a lot of the time it's really easy for people to call out a whole situation as toxic And yeah, situations can become toxic amongst two non-toxic people. However, I think that there's times in a lot of people's lives where they get involved with a toxic person and it's entirely unfair to say, to call the whole entire thing a toxic relationship or a toxic situation. It's like, it's kind of unfair to the person who wasn't really 
contributing to the toxicity in a way, like wasn't wasn't the toxic person. Um, let me explain a little bit where all this is coming from. So I was talking to a girl a few weeks ago, and she was telling me about a situation that she was in with a guy who was literally so horrible to her, like intentionally hurtful, emotionally abusive, consistently pressing buttons that really were highly unnecessary to be pushed. It's really hurtful to push them. And I was stunned because she said she said that they were toxic to each other. And I was like, oh, girl, hell no. Like, that's not that's not what this is. There's no toxic to each other when the other person is clearly a horrible human being. Now, this isn't something that I think gets talked about enough, especially in this whole wave of positive thinking and optimism. I mean, look, I'm I don't think you need me to tell you this. But I'm going to say it. I don't. I mean, if you look around, the world can be the world and life can be really great and really beautiful. And there's so much amazing stuff that happens. But that doesn't mean that there aren't ugly, horrible things being done by ugly, horrible people all around the world. Like every moment where great stuff is happening, really bad shit is happening, too. And that's not being negative. And obviously, I wouldn't recommend holding on to that thought every moment of the day because, I mean, just for the sake of your own happiness and mental sanity, I wouldn't recommend holding on to that thought. But I think we all kind of deep down know that and it's kind of like we we, if we pause every so often, we can kind of realize it. I mean, there's things that we witness that happen and it kind of calls our attention to the things that maybe aren't that great about life in this world. So, We know there's stuff that's happening all the time. We forget about it. Thankfully, most of the time we forget about it. And that's good for us, um, mental, mental sanity wise. But, um, there are really horrible people in the world and you can get involved with some of them. And some of you listening may, um, as you're listening to this, somebody might pop into your head. And I hope that this episode will kind of give you a little bit of clarity. Um, to figure out what exactly you're dealing with, because I think it's very important to know what kind of human being you're dealing with. Um, nobody's perfect. We're all flawed. I'm speaking for myself. I am the farthest from a perfect human being. I do try my best most of the time, but of course, there's times where I'm not really trying at all, or I'm not really thinking, or maybe, you know, I might just end up coming off as rude, or I might offend someone. I might hurt someone. I think it's really natural. I think we've all ended up hurting people. And I think most of the times, if you're a halfway decent human being, it's probably unintentional, especially when it's people that haven't done anything to hurt you. Um, But again, if you're a halfway decent human being, you've probably, you know, unintentionally hurt people and you've likely felt awful about it. I mean, sometimes... Some might even argue that it's harder to hurt other people than it is to accept that you've been hurt by someone else. Like, that's something that I kind of, I'm not really comfortable hurting people that I don't feel deserve it. Sometimes I feel a little bit hesitant to hurt people that do kind of deserve it sometimes. Um, But I personally find that it's sometimes harder for me to um, accept that I've hurt someone else than it is. Like, sometimes it's easier for me to just be hurt and deal with it and get over it than having to deal with shit, I, you know, really upset someone else and hurt someone else's feelings. Um, but anyway, it's just, it's not a good feeling. Um, but realistically, it happens. And it's not ideal, but it's kind of, it's kind of part of the natural chaos of life. You know, there's so much that's outside of our control. But as I've said, 
nobody's perfect, but there's a huge difference between a person that might accidentally hurt you and a person who intentionally hurts you. Um, in the end, you're going to be hurt anyway, sure, but it's kind of a whole different ball game when you're dealing with someone that is intentionally hurtful because that's typically a huge mark of not a flawed human being. Um, I mean, you can maybe dig deep and kind of, you know, figure out maybe where that's coming from, but I find that that sometimes can be really exhausting and there are some people where it's like they don't want to be helped and you cannot help them and it will take you down. But for the most part, I think it's not really our job to fix other people. It's not our job to fix other people. And sometimes there's a lot of people who are really unfixable and you definitely can't fix anybody that doesn't want to be fixed. I'm going to give a slight personal story. Um, I was in a situation once where I was, well, multiple times, it was like a lot of back and forth, but I was involved with a really toxic human being, literally horrific, total textbook sociopath, psychopath. Um, it was it was a complete nightmare. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. And it's a total waste of time to make things work with a, for lack of a better word, an evil human being. Um, they do exist. I can promise you that there are evil human beings. A lot of what, you know, positive thinkers will try to say is that there's good in everyone, just like there's bad in everyone. I feel like overall, there's good in a lot of people, but there are a significant amount, way too many, you know, even one is too many, but there's way too many people where there may really not be um, that much good in them that would actually be useful to anybody or good that they're even willing to make useful to anybody. So it's kind of like a pointless thing. Um, that's just that's just my two cents on that. But I think it's really important when you're in a toxic situation or a situation that feels toxic to assess whether or not the person that you're dealing with is, again, a toxic person or a flawed person. Like, is this person going out of their way to hurt you? Are they purposely pushing your buttons? Or are they trying to be gentle? Or are they trying to do what might be the best for both of you? Um, there's a huge, huge difference. Um, for example, and I don't I don't condone cheating by any stretch of the imagination. I personally don't believe in it. It's not my style. I get why it happens sometimes. It's just, it's not something that's in my personal repertoire. I've never cheated on anyone. It just, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, but let's take an example of two people that have both cheated on you, right? Like, let's say there's two different people that you've been with that have cheated on you. Hypothetical situation. A hurtful, evil person may try to rub it in your face, okay? A toxic person, that's pretty much what they might do. They might be inclined to rub it in your face, tell you how the other person is so much better than you, um, and just give you a number of low blows to really make you, like, make it very clear to you that they're trying to um, take you down, in a sense. Now, a flawed person, they may have made a mistake. Um, they may have cheated, yes, but it isn't, they're not going to try to tear you down. Now, you can get confused between a flawed person and an evil person because at first, here's the thing, the evil person may do what a flawed person might be inclined to do, which would be, let's say, apologize, ask for forgiveness, try to get you to give them your trust again. But the difference is for a toxic person, this is just a game for them. 
as soon as they feel like they've gotten themselves right back in your good graces, that's when they'll promptly get back to work at tearing you down all over again. See, a flawed person isn't going to purposely try to hurt you. Intent is truly everything. Um, I feel like with a flawed person, it's when they mess up, it's like in a different way and they do try. It's it's a totally different thing. Of course, again, this isn't to say that I condone cheating or I think that anyone should necessarily take back a cheater. I think it's a really personal choice and it really depends on the relationship and the situation. But I think I think everybody to a certain degree has been betrayed in in relationships and it's and it's really important to figure out if that betrayal was accidental incidental or if it was kind of like an intentional takedown so while i'm not telling or advocating anybody to take back a cheater by any stretch of the imagination again i think that's such a personal choice and it really depends on the nature of the relationship the situation what i will stand by though is if someone is a toxic manipulative dark person never under any circumstances accept their apology or let them back in because that's really only them setting you up for another takedown and sometimes you kind of have to i mean there might be situations where you might actually have to be set up for the other for the next takedown and kind of experience that in order to really know that you're dealing with a toxic dangerous to your like mental and emotional well-being type of human being um So back to the conversation that I was having with the girl um, that basically inspired this whole episode. Um, I was talking to her and she was telling me how this guy she was involved with was being intentionally hurtful towards her, like going out of his way to try to make her jealous, saying things that would purposely make her mad. And it wasn't like at all an innocent teasing type of way. Like one thing I want you to remember is like, because a lot of people say like, oh, you know, people play games and things. I think there's a difference between innocent games that can kind of be a little bit a little bit fun, a little bit flirty, but again, that's the key. Whatever whatever relationship, whatever games you're playing in a relationship with people, it should be fun for both people involved. If one person's not having fun, it's that's it becomes an abusive type of thing. So, that's not what I'm talking about at all here. Like I'm not talking about, you know, playful teasing. That's not what I'm talking about here at all. I'm talking about like full takedown. I'm talking about someone flat out being disrespectful, trying to hurt your feelings, trying to make you feel like less, like really going out of their way to do that. And that's what was going on in the situation with this girl. It was just so disrespectful. And she told me, oh, I just wish he would respect me. I want him to respect me. And that's when I was like, a real talk. This guy will never respect you. Um, And you should never have to demand respect. Respect isn't something that you um, should or can even go around just demanding from people. It's not really how it works. If you ever find yourself in a place where you're being disrespected, what that is, is it's just like a cue or a reminder to yourself that it's your job to respect yourself and act accordingly, aka um, remove yourself from the situation. It's actually nobody's job to respect you, okay? Like, that's something that I think that is difficult for people to realize but from what i've realized in my own life i think that it's nobody's job nobody is obligated to respect anybody nobody has to it's obviously wonderful when people do and you should only surround yourself with people that respect you however it's only your job 
to respect yourself. Respecting yourself is entirely your own responsibility. You're the only person that actually has to, without a shadow of, without a shadow of a doubt, respect you. And it is true that we do teach people how to treat us. What that means is kind of like twofold in my eyes. Like when you show yourself respect, people will respond to you with respect if they want you to keep them around. And you'll therefore attract more people who, who will respect you because it's just energetically what makes sense. Because I feel like people who respect themselves do attract people who also respect themselves and therefore can be respectful of other people. Um, that's why, I mean, there's some people who may be in, unintentionally disrespectful. They might not realize they're doing it or maybe it's because of their own like damage. But again, it's like a totally different thing, again, when somebody's doing it unintentionally versus when somebody's doing it very intentionally um, as kind of like a, a, a gameplay. Speaking of gameplays, like total side note, um, a book that I highly recommend all girls should go out and read it is it's called The Game by Neil Strauss. It's a really, it's a book that as as a girl, <laughs> as a girl, it really pisses me off because it's a lot about manipulation um, and things. It's kind of like pickup artist stuff, but I feel like there have been a lot of guys who have read that and they kind of use it to sort of prey on girls that maybe they don't have the highest self-esteem or they find girls who have decent self-esteem and just try to kind of break it down so they have a little bit more control over them. It's a really... The reason why I would recommend reading the book, it's in order to know when you're being played, you kind of have to be able to step in the shoes of a player to kind of understand what what tactics they might use so that when they're used on you, you can recognize them and see them for what they are. So that's why I highly recommend checking out that book. I think it's so important. It's a book that has pissed me off to another level. Um, but that's why I think it's so important because like I've read that book and I'm like, wait a minute, so-and-so did this or so-and-so did that. Or like, I, like I noticed certain things. So I think it's really important to read that book. Um, especially when you're young too, like the younger you are, I think you should read that book because I feel like younger, younger people are just taken more advantage of. I just feel like younger people tend to be a little bit more naive because they haven't experienced as much. So they don't, you know, they, they, they don't really see the whole picture and the full spectrum of how, sometimes dark the world can be. So I really do recommend checking out that book if you're a female, especially. I think it's really important because that way you'll be able to recognize certain things in case they might happen to you. So it kind of prepares you a little bit um, to recognize what things you should definitely notice and not tolerate or participate in. So anyway, back to the whole respect thing, right? Okay, so it's really only your own responsibility to respect yourself. You teach people how to treat you by the way that you treat yourself. However, again, don't be surprised when sometimes you'll be showing yourself respect. There will still be people who might come along and try to poke holes in that. But again, it's your job to keep yourself afloat. Again, that's why I recommend checking out that book because I think it's really helpful um, in certain... I feel like I feel like there comes a point in everybody's life where they might come across people like that. Um, so I think it's just really important and a good thing to kind of have reference to because you also never know who might cross your path that might need you to help them out. That's definitely something that I promote a lot. I think it's so important to learn about learn about things, even if they're not necessarily things that you're going through, just because you never know. You might find yourself in a certain position one day or somebody you really care about might find themselves in a certain position one day and 
you know, you might like to help them. You might really want to help them. Um, so if you turn your attention to trying to convince someone else to respect you that isn't capable of respecting you anyway, you're not only going to not gain their respect, but you're also going to lose your own self-respect. And you really have to sit with yourself 24-7. Think about it. You really have to sit with yourself 24-7. Nobody has to do that but you. Like, you kind of have no choice. You're kind of stuck with yourself, right? So you're the one that's witnessing your thoughts and your emotions all around the clock from the moment you wake up to the moment you fall asleep to even in your dreams. Like, you literally, nobody ever gets a real break from themselves, right? So it's really important that you take care of you because you are your best friend, you will always have you. You have no choice but to always have you. There will never be anybody that's going to be closer to you than you are to yourself. So it's really important to um, really take good care of yourself and show yourself the love and respect that you would like to receive from anywhere else. Because the thing about when you learn how to, when you learn how to treat yourself and how you like to love yourself, the satisfaction you'll get from that it's not going to be worth it to compromise for someone else that can't really match that. And that's going to save you, I think, a lot of heartache and hurt and un- just unnecessary drama. Let's put it that way. Unnecessary drama. I think everybody's going to get hurt in their lives no matter what. I mean, nobody knows the answers to everything. Our emotions do play a big role in how we react to things. And, you know, depending on where we're at in our lives at certain moments, you know, things can happen. But aspects of that can be avoidable. So I really encourage you to pay attention to exactly what kind of person you're dealing with. Um, And uh, this doesn't necessarily just have to do with romantic relationships. I mean, there can be toxic friendships, toxic um, family members. Um, I could do a whole entire other episode on what to do when you have family members that are are toxic, because I feel like that's something that a lot of people um, have questions about. because sometimes that can be kind of difficult, you know, when you're the people that you're kind of stuck with dealing with and don't really have another choice, um, what to do in those situations. But in general, whatever person you're dealing with, whatever the nature of the relationship is, it's really important to understand and know exactly what kind of person you're dealing with. I mean, is this a person that's bad for you as a person? Like, is it just like you guys aren't meshing? Or is this person just plain bad? I mean, that's really important because You'll get hurt dealing with a flawed person, yes, but it's a totally, it's like a whole other ball game, a whole other playing field um, when you're dealing with a really toxic person. You'll obviously learn from both, and I think everybody's going to experience both in their lives, um, but it's just, it's so much better to deal with decent people than it is to deal with really rotten people um, because they do exist. They're out there. It's not always you. Sometimes it's them. Um, the only good thing a toxic person will do is make you realize that you need to learn to respect yourself enough to not ever tolerate blatant, intentional disrespect, um, intentional, somebody intentionally hurting you and treating you like you're nothing or trying to convince you that you're nothing. So I think it happens way more often than we talk about, um, especially in like specificity. I think it's really a lot more serious than we talk about. And I think it's really important that we highlight the difference. And that's why I really made this episode and really wanted to make this episode because I feel like I feel like there definitely needed to be some kind of a discussion about this happening. Um, if you find yourself with a toxic human being, of course, um, it's best to remove everything like a Band-Aid, like as quickly as possible. 
delete and block them, move on with your life. Um, and that could be really hard, I feel like, for some people because I think what happens when we tie ourselves into situations and scenarios with toxic people um, or we get into just toxic relationships or relationships that aren't working, we kind of end up eventually tying our worth to the other person and then it becomes a whole like we want to you know conquer them and convince them and it's it's it, eventually i feel like everybody comes to their breaking point so what i totally recommend is if you're recognizing that you're in a toxic uh, you're involved with a really toxic human being delete and block them move on with your life in most instances i feel like if you're in even just a simple like relationship that's not working, but especially when you're in a bad relationship with a bad person, I think you'll likely realize that it's so much more hurtful to stay in it and continually torture yourself than it is to be out of it and work on accepting what happened, what didn't work out, and healing from it. I think I'll end the episode here. There's so much that I feel like I can say about this, um, but I really do hope that you guys enjoyed this episode and that you got um, that you got something out of it. I hope that it didn't come across as negative. That's not, that's not at all my intention. I'm not here to like, you know, scare you into thinking, oh my God, there's so many awful people in the world. I think, I think there are so many decent human beings in the world. I think there are so many really good people in the world. Um, and I think that there's so many really great, impressive people in the world. But at the same time, there are quite a few, let's just say bad apples, but I feel like that's just putting it way too nicely and and cutesy but there are some really bad dark people out there in the world um and you know somebody doesn't need to necessarily be a murderer to be a really horrible human being so um i just really wanted to shed light on something that i feel like doesn't get talked about in enough of a specific kind of way i mean the main reason why i make these podcasts and i make content like this that isn't necessarily you know beauty related or whatever um, because that's the stuff that most people know me for. The reason why I make this kind of content is I hope that it helps somebody in a situation that they might find themselves in or are in, um, and it helps them to make the right decisions for themselves and helps them get to live the life that they really want to live um, versus staying in something or uh, being involved in something that they they don't deserve. So with that said, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope again that you liked it. If you did, I would really, really appreciate if you went ahead and gave it a rating and review. It really helps the podcast to gain more visibility, which is going to help me also create more content like this and also, well, more importantly, even way better content than this that I think can really be helpful for you guys and um, um, right now I'm really focusing on creating the best audio experience that I can possibly create for you guys. I'm taking all of your suggestions and your feedback very seriously. All of the feedback that you've given me so far has been so helpful. If you want to reach out to me at any point, again, you can find me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Jessica Harlow. Um, you can also tweet me. Um, however you feel best about contacting me, go ahead and do that. I'm all ears. I'm here for you guys. If you think that this is something that a friend of yours might find helpful, feel free to share it with them. Whoever it is that you think can really benefit from listening to this episode or any of the episodes in my podcast. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys again next Thursday.